Read with me. If you don't have your Bibles, it's on the screen. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness? And go after that which is what? Which is what? Until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders. What's the next word? Rejoicing. Rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in where? Heaven. Over one sinner that repenteth. More than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Next parable. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, what's the next word? Rejoice. Rejoice with me. For I have found the peace which I had what? Lost. Excuse me? Lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is, what's the next word? Joy. Joy. In the presence of the angels of God, over how many? Sinner that repenteth. Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father God, we love you so much. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Boy, I'm thankful that you came running. I'm thankful that you embody these ten verses that we just read. I'm thankful, Father, that like the next one that we'll study in the months to come with the prodigal son, that you got off that porch and you came running. Father, I was lost. I was in need. And Father, you found me. You sought me. Father, I pray that we would feel the weight of that this morning. I pray that you would stir the hearts of your church, Father, to live in such a way that we'll be effective Christians. That, Father, we will be gospel-centered, we will reach our neighbors, we will reach our co-workers for the sake of the gospel. Thank you so much for your example in Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I need you to think with me for a moment, okay? Let's engage our minds. We have a couple of different perspectives here in this text. Three examples here of what was once lost, but has now been found. Three examples here of what Jesus will do for anyone that is lost. We're going to deal with two of them this morning. One being the lost sheep, one being the lost coin, and then the prodigal son here in Luke 15. We're going to deal with the lost sheep and the lost coin. Let's dive into this, though. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was what? lost. That's why the Son of Man has come, to seek and to save that which was lost. We have to have an understanding of who we are first. In this story, you have the Pharisees. You have them with their perspective of who they are. You have the shepherd, right, that Jesus was talking about in story form. You have the lady that lost her what? Her coin, right? 
And so we have several different elements going on here, but all from the first part of this verse 15, verse number 1. Then drew near unto him all the what? Publicans and sinners, for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth what? Sinners and eateth with them. So we, we find here that the Pharisees were upset that these sinners were coming around. I think we definitely see this in our churches today. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. So before we consider, let, let's, let me ask you this question. How do you view yourself? How do you view yourself? Boy, I could get up here, especially after that song, Mr. Mike, and I could get all excited and rant and rave about how the Lord found me. and ah. But the premise of that would be that I was what? I was lost. So we could get really pumped and really excited. The fact that this rug is so cushy. <laughs> Y'all mind if I pop my shoes off for a minute and preach in my sock? <laughs> I was lost. Now I am found. Let me tell you something. Oh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> that's, that's a premise that we have to discuss. That's something, a prerequisite for us to get excited about being found. We have to understand that we're first lost. And I just don't think that the church is in a place where they think that they're lost. Unfortunately, in this text, neither did the Pharisees. The Pharisees were there in a position saying, I I just don't like why all of the sinners and the publicans are coming to hang out with you, Jesus. And he looked at them and said, maybe you should come with them. That's that's what I'm feeling, that undertone. Maybe you, and, and better yet, in a way that he always did that was perfect, he said, let me tell you a story. Pull up a chair. And here's another one. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Pull up a chair. Let me, let me explain something to you. Let me tell you a story here real quick. <laughs> there was a shepherd. Think about what the Pharisees would have thought. If you have to understand about this culture in this context, we get, we get feels when we talk about the shepherd in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the waters. That's so beautiful. It's so poetic. But to the Pharisee, a shepherd was literally the lowest of the class of legitimate jobs. To the Pharisee, you said, hey, you need to be a shepherd. They said, I passed that stage when I was 12, okay? I have money. I have wealth. I have privilege. It is not by chance that the three stories were led in with, there was a shepherd. There's a publican and there's sinners coming in to talk to you, Jesus. What's up with that? And he goes, what's up with you not being okay with shepherds? What's up with you looking down your nose because a shepherd had to work seven days a week to keep track? We have to understand, thank God, and this is where I get happy thinking about the sheep because I am a sheep. But but when you think about it, a shepherd was on call seven days a week. He was there because a, a sheep could die within two hours of flipping upside down, losing its footing, all the blood draining out. And then uh, God help if it was out of ear where the shepherd couldn't hear and it was there. Two days max, that sheep was gone. So therefore, the shepherds could not keep the Sabbath in such a way that the Pharisees wanted them to keep it. They had to be there. They had to do their job. Therefore, they were beneath the Pharisee. So therefore, in that context, they were ceremonially unclean. So first insult. Jesus is really good at this. How about the shepherd? 
They're like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't no shepherd. Oh, if that's not good enough, there's a woman. Oh, Lord. (laughs) First, you're saying that I'm a shepherd. I was good with minimum wage years ago. Now we're all good with minimum wage. I think it's going to be $30 an hour soon. (laughs) (laughs) God bless. Put him in. You have to understand that he looked at him and said, how about the shepherd? Don't talk to me about no shepherd. That ain't me. They're ceremonially unclean. Our class is a different class. (laughs) You say, I have no class, but you in my class, right? And then he says, how about the woman? He just looked right at him and said, you think you're better than women, don't you? That's pretty much what he did. And they were like, "Uh, yeah, we're way better than women. Boy, how about a Pharisee just get teleported to 2019 to a woman's march in D.C.? They'd have been like, oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? What is happening in this world? I mean, they'd fall out. You know what I'm saying? This is 2019. Okay, you may want to go down to Brooks Brothers and get a new outfit, first of all. Jeez, you may want to get a new job. They, they saw themselves as being above women. And Jesus was like, how about the woman that lost a coin? That's the example that I'm going to use as to what brings heaven joy. Wait a minute. I've got religion down. I've got the law down. I taught of everything. I've got my prayer down. I am, I am living the dream, so to speak, religiously, spiritually. And Jesus said, you know who's living the dream? The shepherd that has an understanding of what his flock needs. You know who's living the dream? The woman that looks at her dowry, that looks at the money that was given to her with care and concern, and is willing to go to the ends of the earth. And when she finds what she's looking for, she's excited about it. You Pharisees haven't been excited in years. Do you understand the context of the story now? Are you getting the undertones of what he was saying to the Pharisees? They were disrespected as well as they should be. So let me ask you this question. How do you view yourself? Now you get where I'm coming from, right? Are you with me? Now I'm asking you from the perspective of if you're in the Pharisee's position. How do you view yourself? Listen to this. How you view yourself will determine how you view others. I have a heart and I have a passion for this city. For this county. For the people of God that are around us that are not the people of God yet. But let me explain something to you. As long as you're going, why is there publicans and sinners around you? You don't have the right view of yourself. I'm not up here to say that you don't have the right view of the lost. That's a given. You have to start with you. You have to start with defying what culture says you are and look into the perfect law of liberty of what the gospel says you are. You were lost. How do you see yourself? Here's why I about lost it back in the back. I haven't cried in a song in forever. I needed that this morning. My wife, she's probably in nursery. I was like a baby back there. Wasn't I, Andy? Andy was like putting his arm around me. It's going to be all right, Pastor Matt. It's going to be. (laughs) He came running. I, I feel it. 
I feel the weight of my lostness, of how crappy I am as a person. How you view yourself is how you'll view other people. Man, if you would just preach, Pastor Matt, about all the lost and I would need to go reach them, how about I just preach about you and about how you're lost and about how your condition is what's keeping you from the plan that God has for your life, Pharisee? That's what he's saying. If you're not okay with being something lesser than you are now, if you're not okay with women and you're a man, there's something wrong with you. You think you're better? How you view yourself is how you will view other people. So I'm just cutting to the chase. Number two, you were unable. In these two stories, the sheep, if you know about a sheep, when it flips over, it needs a shepherd to flip it back. What's that mean? In the first story, you're unable. A sheep needs somebody to open the gate. Hey, you know what? I needed somebody to open the gate in front of me. What about the coin? We argued about this one last night. (laughs) This is my sister, wave, say hi. That's Candace. This is my brother-in-law, Jared, say hi. Family in town. We, we sat around the table and just argued about this point. Candace didn't believe it, so pray for her salvation this morning. <laughs> and this terrible little, little brother's got the microphone. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was jab number one. Three more to come. You were worthless, the coin. You were worthless until you were in the hand of someone that knew your worth. That coin by itself under whatever it was hidden in was worthless until the woman who knew how much it was worth found it. Yes, you have worth. Yes, I will look at every person that's out there in the world without Christ as someone who has worth. Why? Because if Jesus finds them, if Jesus grabs them and puts his arms around them, their inerrant worth is now activated. They're worth something because he saved them. They were twofold a child of wrath going to hell, the spoils of the devil, and now the King of kings and Lord of lords made them a son and daughter. The prodigal, not until we, I want to get into it, but I can't. Not until the father showed him his worth again. You're the lost coin, and you're worthless until in the hands of someone who knows your worth. That's enough for the message right there, but I got more. How you view others is an indicator of whether you are lost or not. I'm just throwing down this morning, I'm going to warn you. Usually I got about 30 minutes of fluff. I don't have that this morning, so I'm just giving you the point. How you view others is an indicator of whether or not you're lost or found. How the Pharisees viewed the sinners, how they viewed the publicans is an indicator of the fact that they were lost. But to someone, but to someone that has been found, there's rejoicing, there's happiness, and there is now the ability and the chain reaction to help others get found. How you view yourself is, is an indicator of whether you're lost or not. I got two main thoughts here this morning. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. What do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor? I mean what I'm saying. Lose yourself. The Pharisees weren't lost. They had it figured out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here's scripture. Matthew 16, 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. 
And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall what? Son. Hey, hey, church, you need to lose yourself this morning. Live for God. In verse 2, and the Pharisee and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them, viewing the shepherds as unclean, viewing the woman as beneath them. They were not lost. I don't, there's really no other way to put it than just say to you, you have to lose yourself. I I think at this point in the message, your life should come in clear view. What you have around you. Look at me. How do you view others? How do you view others? Well, the city, this, that, and the other. My family, this, that, and the other. My coworkers, this, that, and the other. I've got it made in the shade with a pink lemonade. My little ecosystem here is good. And I'll give money. I'll send in resources. But don't get in my world. Until we lose ourselves. Until we say, break down the gates. Break down the walls. I don't want a church that, I mean in granite. I'm all for things looking good and first class and there's a balance. There is a balance. But God help us in a day that we don't invite every person in here. God help that there's someone that we don't invite to dinner. Because we just don't want them to know our address. You know what I'm saying? Let's meet in a neutral place. (laughs) Neutral. We love them, but you know. Whosoever shall lose his life. What I have. Here's another one. Our kids. I just don't want them being a bad influence. Code for my kids are way better than their kids. They're worth way more. That child in the hands of the king is the same worth as our children. We're missing it. I'm burdened. My heart is heavy this morning because we're missing it. It's not about a social campaign on Facebook. It's not how can the church do outreach really well. We've hit a season of comfort, and it's not okay. And the only way we're going to fix it is you. You losing yourself. Yeah, our pastor, he's out of his mind. You're right. I am. And I plan to stay that way. That's my plan. If Jesus was willing, in this story, in these three stories, there's Christology. There's Christ as the shepherd. Christ as the woman. Christ as the father. And if he's willing to risk all, if he's willing to come for you, then your view towards others should be the same. You have to lose yourself this morning. And then here's how we'll end. Find others. Lose yourself, find others. Live for heaven. I don't, want to, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Depression is real. 
us battling with our stance in life is real. Don't take my comments this morning of losing yourself as like losing a grip on. It's actually the opposite. And those things are real, and they should be addressed, and you should get help. But I think that for me, someone who in the past and even in the present, sometimes I can be prone to depression. People who have really big highs, who are excited all the time, have what? Really low lows. Y'all don't see me on Mondays. I'm like a hermit. I'm in a closet downstairs, like, don't talk to me (laughs) after Sundays. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. But the point is, is I think we're fighting those feelings with the wrong ammunition. You see, here's what the world's telling you. When I say the world, people that are, do not know the gospel. People that are external of scripture and that we allow to speak into us. They speak into us and they say, you're inherently good. Believe in yourself, Right? You have the power to do everything and more that you need. And unfortunately, we let our kids get fed that same garbage through everything they watch, right? Through people that aren't saved. Listen to me, church. When you were found, stay with me. When you were found, you made heaven happy. You, you, you. You and you and you and you. I do this all day. And you and you. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, in other words, the shepherd came and scooped you up. Heaven went off the hook. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I think why we struggle with depression, why we struggle with these feelings so much. Stay with me is we don't know how happy we made heaven. You're all alone. That's a lie from the devil. You're by yourself. What you have, what you've built, don't lose it. Hang on to it. Your job, your worth, your retirement, all of these things that you have, that is what you have. You go to church for a band-aid if you need it. Who you are is who you made yourself to be. (laughs) That's a lie. Who you are, what the real you should be, is the one who made heaven happy. And when you found yourself lost, when you chose to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you lost yourself, you said, I can't, I can't do, I can't live a good life enough to get to heaven, I can't read my Bible and pray consistently to get me to heaven, I can't. Mark it down, whatever list it was that you were trying to follow. When you submitted, you said, I'm losing myself. I'm accepting Jesus. Hashtag Jesus, take the what? You know what I'm saying? When you chose to do that, in that situation, you made heaven happy. And that's where we got to live, boys and girls. That's where we got to be. That's what we got to do. When we are in a moment of depression, when we are in a bad place, It's because we've isolated ourselves and we forgot the part of us that made heaven happy. 
When we retract, when we go back and we say, you know what, I've taken control again. I've got to lose myself. I've got to, try, I've got to stop trying to do this on my own. I have to own Philippians 1.6. I have to believe that the Holy Spirit can accomplish this work in me. I'm going to lose my plan. When I've taken over at work, when I've taken over in evangelism, and I think I'm smart, and I think I'm going to be the one to reach that person, I think I'm going to be the one to reach my family. All of those situations are bad. Because that's not the person that made heaven happy. Church, we have to get back to that place where we lost ourselves. And we realize that there's millions. How many? How many hosts are in heaven? How many people are there? We were talking about this last night. So great a cloud of witnesses that are for you. Not the you that can run a roofing company, the you that was lost that Jesus found. Every one of you is an individual that is loved, (laughs) that is now a brother and a sister in the family of God, and you made heaven happy. Stop trying to earn your way through. Stop trying to take ownership of something that doesn't need ownership. You're already owned. You're already loved. At that moment of salvation, it was a party in heaven. Fight depression with the knowledge of how heaven feels about you. And then find the lost by living like that. I found this interesting. Look at verse number one. Then drew near unto him all the what? Publicans and sinners. What happened? They what? They what? They came to him. Some of y'all need to sit in this for a minute. In closing, they drew near unto him. Remember, he came to seek them, right? That's how we started this message. You seek others by living for him. When you lose yourself and you let him take control in your life, when you submit to that, that very thing that made heaven happy, others will come to you. They'll see it. Stop trying to find yourself and just live for God. Stop trying to find your dream job and talk to your coworker where you work now about Jesus. I'm just trying to find it. Okay, go ahead and find it. You lost yourself as far as Jesus is concerned. Why don't you just get lost in the moment? Why don't you just get lost right now where Jesus has you? At that very moment where you made heaven ecstatic, that you were found. Hmm. Every head bowed, every eye closed.